Welcome to Brighter Tomorrows, a program from Mountain Laurel Integrated Healthcare, your first choice for health and hope. Welcome to Brighter Tomorrows. I'm your host, Mike Collins, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today. We've got a great program. i uh, got some great guests. We're going to be uh, talking about some uh, different subjects and some different things when it attains to the PRSS stipulations um, and what the qualifications are and so forth and w- what it is. And I, I've got some uh, guests for me. And uh, the, the first one you've heard a number of times, one of uh, my favorite guests, Barb Ellis is with us. And Barb is with Mountain Laurel Integrated Healthcare. And Barb, good to have you back on again. Good to be with you. Um if you ever decide that you want to change jobs, let me know. <laughs> There's something in broadcasting for you. you, you you've got more qualifications. My nerves couldn't take it. Mark. I understand. I understand. <laughs> uh, Barb, and you've got someone with you, so introduce uh, your your guest. We've got John Kangas with us today. He is uh, the director of the QRT in Logan. He also is a supervisor of a program that we now have in the ER over at Logan Regional called Reverse the Cycle. Uh, He's a he's a trainer in three or four different things, and he's a great buddy to have. And his name's John Kangas. We're happy to have him with us today too. Yeah, John, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> now, uh, Barb, before we get started with with everything, let's talk a little bit about what PRSS is. Let's get down to the the nitty gritty, so to speak. Uh, anytime that you just start throwing out letters without, uh, you know, what's behind it, people get confused. So what is PRSS? PRSS is a peer recovery support specialist. Uh, we've talked about it in past broadcasts that we've done. It's a, a person with lived experience in, in addiction, has been there, done that. And found their way out. Got the T-shirt and, uh, <laughs> and moved on. Yeah, T-shirt, and, silver spoon, yeah. magnet, all of it. <laughs> and it, it, we're we're a cheerleader. We're a, a person that comes alongside, and, and when they find their path of recovery, we walk with them on that path and help in every way that we possibly can. And, and let's be honest: if if you have a uh, an addiction problem, the the person that you want to be your coach. Your cheerleader is somebody that's gone through it and already knows, you know, what you're already going through. Uh, it's something that they already know. So um, that's that's really cool. Now, you you do this, Barb, for Mountain Laurel mm-hmm. Integrated Healthcare. Yes. Um, and um, let's talk a little bit about um, what that entails as far as when you when you are in that role, what are some of the things that you you see yourself doing um, almost day day to day. I know every individual is going to be different. I understand mm-hmm. that. But what do you normally see in that role? It's an um, emotional support, but it's much more than that. It's, uh, you know, people come and they're, they're in unstable housing. Maybe they don't have housing. Um, they have lost their driver's license and they can't get a job. They have no way of, uh, of transportation to look for a job or to get to work if they find a job. Those are all things that, that we can help them with. We can support them in those things and get them in the right programs, turn them in the right direction to help out with situations, to try to remove those barriers of recovery. And so uh, it, it can be anything from it can be anything from helping them to find a house 
to just sitting and talking if they just need somebody to talk to and emotional support. Getting a driver's license mm-hmm. and helping getting kids back and, and stuff like that. Absolutely. It's, it's all it's part a, of it. Yeah, and, and it's a, it's a um, I, I really, um, it's not that I envy you, but I I, I think it's, uh, it's something that I, I, I look up to and think this is probably one of the more noble uh, occupations that somebody could, could take on. Uh, taking the issues and problems that you've had and using that as life experience that you can turn around and help others that are going through it. It's a it's a tremendous thing. John and I had a great experience. This is the second class that we're doing the PRSS class, and this is the second we've done. And uh, there was a girl that I was working with, that I've been working with, and she uh, she's gotten her GED. She got an ID, uh, and she actually came and was in the class. And when John saw her, uh, it was kind of a thing for John because he had worked with her before, hadn't you, John, in the yeah, QRT? Yeah, it was actually um, it was before the class started, the very first day of the class. I, you know, I seen this young lady out front. She'd just gotten off the, the, you know, the Mount Laurel bus, and— I'm like, looked at her, and there was another young lady there. You know, both of these ladies I'd worked with on QRT. <laughs> um, and QRT is where we go out and talk to those that have overdosed or suspected overdose, try to offer them help and resources, you know, meet them where they're at. Um, and so I started talking to them, and when this one young lady pulled down our mask, I was like, holy cow. I'm like, you know, I haven't seen you in forever. And she was telling me how long she'd been clean and, you know, how well <laughs> she was doing. I was, I was just blown away. And then she said she was going to be in the class. I was like, Whoa, I just made my day because I hadn't seen this young lady in probably a year, year and a half. And the last time I'd seen her, you know, she wasn't looking good. But to find out that she had found recovery just from interaction that my QRT team and I had had with her. And now she was doing so good. And she was going to actually be in our recovery coach class. I was like, this is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, this is the end result of the work that we do. Yeah. Somebody listened, even though it might have been a year and a half later. Look at her now. Yeah. So, it's the yeah. bottom line. That's the bottom line the, is yeah. they're human beings. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people will ask them, what, what's wrong with you? No. Because when you do that, they might become defensive. So I asked, I said, what happened to you? What happened to you that brought you here? Mm-hmm. What can I do? To help you get over here. Yeah. Let me show you how I got from where you're at to where I'm at now. So when you ask them what happened to you, that humanizes them and they want to open up to you. Hey, John, uh, before we, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about the, the, the class that you guys are going to be, you guys are coming together to do this. Uh, before we do that, though, <clears throat> I, I'd rather, instead of waiting until the end, let's talk <laughs> about QRT. Let's talk about uh, the, the organization you're with and what you do. The Logan Quick Response Team got started in June of 2019. That was the first time, um, and I had just recently gotten hired on as a recovery coach at the Southwestern Regional Day Report Center, February of 2019. Um, so when we started, I was it. I was the recovery coach. Um, we had, you know, MOU signed with the Logan County Sheriff's Department. You know, we had a good group of deputies where we would go out daily. Um, and try to locate individuals that had been suspected of an overdose or an overdose. And I carry a little resource packet with me with a list of names of facilities and treatment options and things like that. And I go out with my lived experience of just trying to talk to this individual and explain to them, you know, what the benefits are of seeking help. And if we can reach that individual within the first 72 hours, which we call the recovery window of that overdose, that's when they're most likely to listen to what you have to say. 
Um, so 2019, they told us, you know, with all the grant information that we would only have 37 overdoses the entire year. What wound up by the time we got to December of 2019, there were over 127 overdoses in Logan wow. County. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, you know, 2020 hit. We know what happened there. The pandemic. So the first half of 2020, we weren't getting as many overdose reports because everybody's on lockdown. I mean, we had a good relationship with EMS, but everybody on lockdown, we couldn't go out and visit. So our numbers in the early part of 2020, we weren't really quite sure. But once we were all able to go back out and we were getting, you know, EMS run information because, you know, we get the information of how the overdose happened there. And then from there, we'd go out and visit the individuals. Um, we just started, you know, making sure we were knocking on doors, following the individuals. And a lot of people think we only go out once to see this individual. No, the way we've got the system set up now is if we knock on your door, we come and visit you, we talk to you, we're going to leave you resources, we're going to leave you Narcan. And one of the things I like to say to people is, hey, stay alive for one more week. They're like, why? Because I'm coming back next week to talk to you some more. <laughs> and we keep coming back. We keep coming back. Every week we're coming to visit. Sometimes it's two or three times a week. And a lot of the individuals we've spoken to may or may not have stopped using, but they finally found a connection with somebody that they can associate with and trust enough to talk to about getting some help. We've had people that have reduced their use. We've had people like that young lady that I just talked about that, you know, because of our interaction, she made the conscious decision, I want to get clean and better myself. Um, you know, let's fast forward to 2022. Um, our overdose numbers are down. Our overdose death numbers are down. And that's due to the efforts of not just the QRT, but you know, the police departments, the sheriff's department, you know, Mountain Laurel doing everything they can. It's, it's a community of all of us working in recovery and behavioral health doing what we can. We handed out over 1,200 and some odd Narcan kits last year, which in 2020, we had 480 some overdoses. In the last two years, we've been under 250 overdoses for the county. And, and, and that can be linked right back to a lot of it being the Narcan that, that you guys, Absolutely. the efforts that you've, you've done. Absolutely. Um, because when you hand out Narcan, a lot of people may think, you know, we're giving people a reason to use. Mm -hmm. I look at it as we're giving them another reason to live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, um, it's a life-saving drug. Yeah, because Narcan is not just for somebody who is addicted. Oh, uh, right my alley. It, I mean, it's it's for other people. I mean, I, I saw there was a, a police officer who uh, somehow touched something that had fentanyl in it or something it, it like that. It can absorb through your skin. And she almost died. And they had to give her, I think, two or three different shots of, of this. She was not an addict. So, I mean, no. this, is, this is something that, um, you know— any individual uh, would need. Uh, I mean, any of us. Some of us have, you know, elderly parents or grandparents mm -hmm. that, that are on a pain medication that they mm -hmm. need to take for their health. Um, and sometimes we know that people can accidentally take too much. Mm -hmm. um, or those of us that might have little grandkids or people that have grandkids or small children in the home, they get a hold of something. You know, Narcan can be used in those situations to save the life of an individual, a loved one. Um, I've even heard stories of people Narcanning their dogs. We all know dogs like to lick stuff off the ground, mm -hmm. you know, so you can use it on animals. Um, so whenever we've done these Narcan trainings and we've had those people, you know, say, oh, I'm not someone that uses drugs. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Do you have elderly grandparents? 
Um, or do you have elderly parents? Do you have small children? You know, that could possibly get us up and they're like, what are you getting at? I'm like, what if they got a hold of something and you didn't have Narcan? Then they're like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't think of it that way. I'm like, exactly. Mm-hmm. I said, and whether you need it or not, you have it. I said, if I give it to you, give it to somebody else if you think they need it. As long as it's out there, somebody's using it. Yeah. It's going to be used for good. The stigma has to go. Stigma is the biggest thing. It's got to go. Um, a lot of people associate Narcan with substance use. Um, but, you know, it's... We and needles is another thing, you know, um, we have diabetes is one of the number one killers. It actually kills more people per year than overdose does. I mean, the studies are out there. Um, so just because you see needles or Narcan doesn't mean that some that, that person's a substance user. That could be someone that needs insulin, you know, or that could be someone. I mean, being a veteran, I know when the VA, if the VA gives me a painkiller or a narcotic, they're giving me Narcan to go with it just in case I might accidentally take too much. Yeah. So if the VA can figure out the stigma and say, well, hey, this is, can be used for other things, why can't the rest of us? Yeah, and as a veteran myself, I, 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 number one, thank you for your service. Thank you for yours. And second of all, uh, you're absolutely right. You know, a lot of times, uh, you, you know, when the government can, can see the need, uh, we should also. We should, we should also. So we've, we've kind of introduced what uh, PRSS is, what the function is, and QRT. We already, we've talked about Mountain Laurel Integrated Healthcare a number of times. You guys are coming together, and you're going to be doing a class. And Bart, tell us a little bit about the, what, what's coming up. There are some qualifications that, that you have to meet to be a PRSS in the state of West Virginia. One thing, first thing is that you have to have, be a person with lived experience. You have to have six months of clean time to take the class, but then right. to be the, to, to actually get certified, then uh, it's got to be two years. And it, I think it's either two years, they may be going down to one year. But at least the, at least a year, two years. But at six months clean, you can begin the process, get your class and begin the process because it takes a little bit. Um, there's a PRSS class that you have to take. After you take the class, then there's 25 hours of um, training that you have to have CEs, we call it, and that you have to, that to do 16 hours of which is ethics hours, and then you have to have 500 hours of service, whether it be voluntary or you can get a job like at Mountain Laurel Integrated Healthcare, we can hire as BHTs for our CSU or for our residential treatment center, and you can get those those hours through that. Then after you get all that, then you apply to take the, the test, and you go and take the test, you pass that, then you're a certified PRSS. And with that, you get an MPI number, and mm-hmm. you can bill in the state of West Virginia Medicaid, whatever insurances and everything for the services. Now, let me let me interrupt you real quick, and we'll get back to this. But the regulations and so forth on the state level, I think the two of you had a lot to do that with that, right? Well, we we got we got to, to be in ground level kind of because once they started the PRSS and it became a billable service in the state of West Virginia, there were a lot of recovery coaches popping up everywhere, and they're trying to get things more uniform now and everything. And so they brought in uh, the McShin Foundation from Virginia, mm-hmm. and they they brought twenty five of us uh, from across the state. 
uh, as John was saying earlier, we're proud. We had four just from our area. There's myself, John, Amber Blankenship, and uh, Nate Seegers from uh, Health and Wellness, Williamson Health and Wellness over in Williamson. And we got in on ground floor in the train-the-trainer class and got that, got our credentials to treat, to teach the PRSS class. Well, after that class was over, then they, they got in touch with John and myself and a girl from, I think Stephanie's from up north, isn't she? Yeah, she's from like Berkeley Springs area. Yeah. And we kind of got to set in on getting the curriculum set for what we were going to teach. And because it was Virginia, we kind of helped to set the curriculum for the state of West Virginia. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm getting at. You guys are, uh, you, you guys have been on this from the ground floor. Not only that, but you've, you've had a say in uh what what the class should entail and so forth. And you should because of the experience. Now, I wanted to make sure I said, I wanted <laughs> that to come out. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you were talking about credentials for this. Yeah, and and, and so we're, we're getting ready to teach class. And um, it's the first time that we know of in the state of West Virginia that, you know, I said earlier that you have to have the class and then you have to have 25 hours of other trainings. And because of the resources that we, we have here in, in Logan County, and we, we work so well together and everything, uh, starting February the 20th, John and I are going to be, we're going to be able, with the help of some friends, <laughs> we're going to be able to offer everything that they need other than their clean time and the 500 hours of service. We're going to be able to offer to them all in one way. Uh, yeah. yeah. We're going to do, uh, John, you can go ahead and tell them that, what classes we're, cause John's going to be helping out with all three of them. I got nothing in the ethics. He does, he does the ethics and on his own. But uh, Basically, as, as Barb said, you know, um, to become PRSS certified in the state, you have to have, there's 46 educational credits and then the 500 hours, like she was talking about, and the 25 hours are, there's four domains that the peers have to have signed off. So there's a lot of work that goes behind this. Getting the educational piece has been tough for a lot of recovery coaches in this area, or pe- people want to be recovery coaches. So when Barb and I got the opportunity to be part of that McShin training and then be part to mold that into what the state's going to use across the state for all people to train recovery, that was amazing. So... Our first class begins February 20th, and it'll go from the 20th to the 24th. That will be the peer recovery class, um, where we'll teach recovery coach basics and things of that nature and all kinds of other stuff on how to be a recovery coach. That's February 20th through the 24th. Um, February 27th and 28th will be the ethics class, and that is the Bureau of Behavioral Health. Um, they came up with a ethics curriculum that they've allowed those of us that were McShin trained or certified to take and use. And the state recognizes that as the proper ethics for peer recovery coach training. And then March 1st and March 2nd, and this is the exciting part that Barb was talking about, we're going to also teach what they call RAP1 class, which is Wellness Recovery Action Plan, which is another form of recovery for a person to look at themselves and critique themselves because they are their what we're our number one, mm-hmm. you know we know ourselves the best. We're um, the expert of ourselves, right? Yeah. Exactly. So it, it's nine days of class, but we're being able to offer this to the people want to take the class for free, and it gives them every opportunity to get every educational credit they need and then some to start preparing to become a peer recovery coach. And I, I believe this is the first time. All three of those classes have been offered anywhere in the state, 
And because we have the resources that we do here in the trainers, things of that nature, and we're all certified to teach different things, we can do that here. And it's so cool, Mike, because having to get these classes myself, <laughs> uh, you're all over the place and trying to find resources, you know, trying to find a class here, a class there. When I got my ethics, I did it getting it two hours at a time or an hour and a half at a time on on a Zoom thing every once a week and everything. John's able to come in and he's in two days time. It's that's a, re, a definite requirement. You have to have the 16 hours of ethics and John's going to come in in two days time. You get it all knocked out in the one place. You don't have to <laughs> you don't have to be running around looking for everything like I was and stuff. And that's that's pretty amazing. That's cool. Now, let me ask you this. Um, it, I think you mentioned that there's no cost to this. Is that no true? cost? So there's no cost. And you also were talking about uh, requirements <clears throat> and so forth. I, I've always said this. Uh, if you think that you're interested, whether or not you really truly believe that you have the requirements or not, I think you should contact and, <laughs> and let, you know, the experts tell you whether or not that you're, you're ready for it, you know, or not right now. You may be down the road or, or so forth. And um, um, how... If anybody's listening right now, and I'm sure there's a, a, a number of people who may be interested in doing this, uh, how, how do they get signed up? They can either call John or myself, either one. Uh, you can get a hold of John. I'll let him give his information, but you can get a hold of me by calling Mountain Laurel Integrated Healthcare. It's 304-792-7130. And my extension is 1074, or just ask the receptionist for Barbellus. And just give me a call. Just ask for the amazing bar. <laughs> so, yeah, then when, when you call, we can talk about it. If it's something that you're truly interested in and you've got the lived experience and everything, uh, John set up a, a website that, that you can go to. We've, we've got it on uh, Messenger and we've got it on Facebook. But if you give me a call, I can send the link to you and you just go on that link to, to register. John, how do they get in touch with you? They can get in touch with me at the Southwestern Regional Day Report Center, and I'm going to give them my direct line extension to my office. Um, if I'm not there, you leave a message. I'll definitely call you back. Make sure you leave your number. That number is 304-792-9473. And as Barb mentioned, we have several links posted on the Mountain Laurel um, Facebook page, the Logan QRT page, also on my own personal Facebook page. It's on mine too. Um, I've created a flyer that has a QR code that if you hit that with your phone, it takes you right to the link. You can sign up right there from that. Um, so there's several ways that you can get to the link to sign up. i tell you what I'm going to do um, uh, when this is running uh, on our Facebook page at WVOW. I'm going to make that QR code available on our Facebook page. So uh, while Thank you're listening you. to this right now, you can go ahead and click on our Facebook and you'll be able to find it and use uh, use that. And it'll be more of a direct way for you to be able to do it. Not taking anything away from you guys, but I think we get it out as much as we can, the better off we're going to be. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, well, I, I appreciate you guys, your time. It's, it's hard to believe 25 minutes has, uh, has run by, but, you know, when you have three people that uh, are okay with talking, and uh, I think the three of us are, uh, and time flies when you're having fun. So I really appreciate uh, uh, you guys coming. John, it's good to meet you. And Barb, good to see you again. Good to see you. Thank yeah, you, guys. Yes, nice to meet you. Well, thank you very much. And I'm going to take a break, and I'll come back, and I'll wrap things up.
right after this. Mountain Laurel Integrated Healthcare, treating mental health in Southern West Virginia for over 50 years, has expanded services to include family dental, primary care, behavioral health, substance use disorder and addiction treatment, COVID testing, vaccines, and more. Our medication-assisted treatment program for addiction and recovery is now accepting new patients at our Mingo County facility at Chatteroy and Three Mile Curve Agency in Logan. Call 304-235-2954. Mountain Laurel Integrated Healthcare, where change begins. Welcome back to Brighter Tomorrows, a program from Mountain Laurel Integrated Healthcare, your first choice for health and hope. Well, that's going to wrap things up for today's program. Be sure to visit Mountain Laurel Integrated Healthcare's website at www.lmalmh.org. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Brighter Tomorrows, a program from Mountain Laurel Integrated Healthcare, your first choice for health and hope.